0: It is the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow me on Twitter at Abdallah. Follow Jordan at Woodon1063. It is UFC 272. It is fight week. They're always fight weeks. That's why we're here. Every week is a fight week. But no more fight nights. No more just ESPN+. At Plus. Least for one week. Yeah, this is a pay-per-view. This is a good one, too. This is a great card. Slightly less great than it was. Obviously, we are recording this on a Tuesday. Things might change. Weights might not get met. Certain things might happen. COVID might happen, which is what happened in the co-main event that we're going to talk about. But, Jordan, as we look at this card, the the main card is amazing. I mean, even without a, a belt on the line or a title or anything, like, this is the one you want to watch. Well, that's this the is- interesting thing, uh, Abdal, is that, like, there isn't a title on the line. Typically,
1: you have one, if not two titles that are going to be defended for all of the pay-per-views. And this is a, you know, noteworthy enough popular enough at least in the minds of the UFC uh, officials between Covington and Masvidal that enough people are going to care to order this pay-per-view because there isn't a belt on the line and, and in my mind there's not even
0: like a number one contendership on the line between these two guys they just don't like each other that's great though that's the best part these guys are friends these guys were roommates they trained together Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal they used to be the best of friends this is for those of you that listen to Black and Abdallah this would be like myself and Chris Bleck starting to hate each other and eventually getting into a ring and trying to beat the crap out of each This is good friends,
1: other. better... Well, for me, I'm going to equate it to 80s wrestling. This is Macho Man Randy Savage, Mega Powers Explode, good friends, better enemies. Yeah. You know, two guys that were, you know, side-by-side uh, side with each other as they were uh, on their way up in their careers, and now they just can't stand each other.
0: So, let's start with the first news. Yeah. Uh, the co-main event is off for COVID reasons. A big card that... Or a big fight on this card that everybody was looking forward to, but obviously, Fiza can't fight uh, because of this uh, this COVID issue, so there's another problem with this fight, and it, is it getting delayed? Are they going to try to find a new... I know that, you know, uh, Makachev was looking for a fight and probably trying to get on this, even though he just fought last week, but to be fair, did he even break a sweat last week? No. I mean, it was like three and a did, half minutes. He didn't. He didn't.
1: Had a poor handicap on, on me. I thought Bobby Green was going to last at least a couple of rounds, but, you know, Makachev... I said, look, if Makachev wants to win a champ... Uh, if, if he wants to fight for the championship, he goes out and he finishes Bobby Green, he finishes him quickly. And that's exactly what he he did, did it quickly. He listened you know? to you. He was like, you know
0: what? I want that title shot. <laughs> yeah, he's been listening to the so, podcast. So, I mean, look, and he he's, right. he's still warm. He's probably still got the ointment on the face. Like, let's get in there. Let's get this fight and going. These two, and,
1: and, and the thing is, like, the RDA versus Makachev fight has been canceled twice. Like, yeah. you know, they, they've been they've been linked up to fight at least two times. Both of those times canceled. RDA said he was in. Makachev said he, that he was in. But luckily, we, we still get another fight. You know, luckily, we still get RDA competing in the co event. So he's going to fight Hanato Makano okay. who just fought two weeks ago. He was victorious. He's won two fights in a row. He's uh, now 3-1. Since returning the lightweight uh, or m- making his lightweight debut, so he's been a good finisher, Muay Thai practitioner, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu black belt. Will be a great fight, and we get, we get it for five rounds, and we get a, a co-main event intact. Doesn't have any in my mind. Doesn't have any like title implications, mm-hmm. but. I love seeing RDA fight. RDA is a great fighter, journeyman that became a champion, a dominating, you know, fighter for a long time. Always up a no matter what weight class he fights at. So
0: seeing him fight is going to be awesome. So I don't have odds for this fight, but how would you handicap? And yeah, that?
1: I, I think for for sure RDA is going to going to be likely a dollar eighty, dollar seventy five favorite, okay. just because you know he has struggled a little bit with, with you know at the upper tier of this division, but again, McConnell's not. That this is also a catchweight fight of 160 pounds, and Dos has struggled with grapplers, like he's, he lost to Kobe Covington, he lost to Kamara Usman. Um, I actually w- was going to have him defeating Fazeev, I, I as an as an underdog. Mm-hmm. I liked RDA's chances, uh, and hopefully they get linked up, uh, you know, in the future. But. Should be a fun fight, nonetheless. I'm going to wait and see, obviously, what uh, the official odds come out. But I would handicap RDA as a slight favorite over uh, Hoff, uh, Hanato Micano.
0: if you want to get those picks, you can go to FatJackSports.com. Sign up for Jordan's picks; those come out on Friday. Again, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so things might change. Right. Also, check that, and also follow you on Twitter. Add one on one zero. And did you
1: see the timeline from last Saturday night? Like we were off to a great start. Oh, like it was so, great. like it was it, great. we
0: have we we have premium picks. Those are part of the Fat Jack Sports
1: service. Then we have opinions that you can get like i give them out here on on the podcast and then also some like prop bets to find we were six and oh to start the night six and oh and then some schlamiel says off to a great start six and oh yeah next three (laughs) Lose. Hey, that's
0: six and three though. That's and a, a winning three, night. Yeah, that's well, a you, winning you, you, night. You were
1: definitely very, very comfortable heading into Sunday morning to bet and maybe lose it on college basketball. Off
0: this like the second fight, we were like, all right, I've made money tonight. That's all I need, and exactly. then the rest was gravy after yeah. that. All right, so let's get into this main event: UFC 272, Covington versus Masvidal. Kobe Covington, the heavy favorite at minus 340. Jorge Masvidal, plus 260. Last time we saw him, Usman knocked him out. Uh, So now and Colby Covington, obviously a much better wrestler, a much better overall fighter. Um, These guys, you know the story if you don't know it by now best friends, trained together, were roommates, came up together, had the falling out, and now they hate each other. They were still training at the same gym. They would have to be separated at the gym. They would have to kick Masvidal out of the gym because he was just, just you know, crap-talking Covington the entire time. These guys are the two of the best trash-talkers in the UFC. These guys are two of the best, you know, the biggest draws in the USV as far as pay-per-view dollars go. Masvidal is a huge draw. He's a well-known name in the sport of UFC of, of just, you know, whether it's independent guys like you or just on the surface guys that are more like me and just people that kind of just know that the big names right Jorge Masvidal is a big name and he's a big underdog in this fight mostly because Colby Covington is just a better fighter he's a better wrestler he's you know uh, Masvidal likes to go for the knockout he goes for the big finish and Covington is probably just going to look to you know take this to the ground and get this into a wrestling match my question for you is since these guys are such bitter enemies And this is a grudge match, and nothing title-wise is on the line. What's the most embarrassing way that Masvidal could lose? And will Covington try to do that? That's how I'm looking at this fight. Because if I'm Covington, I'm like, look, I can beat this guy, right? Like, I can wrestle. If we get him on the ground, he can submit. I can win by points. I can beat this guy. But if I want to humiliate him... How do I do that? Yeah, you submit him. You, you submit Jorge Masvidal. You
1: make Jorge Masvidal say that I quit. I mean, this is a guy that's only been submitted twice in his, in his mixed martial arts career. This is a guy that's fought 50 times. And the two times that, I mean, it was early on. It was like 2013 that he got submitted. And then he got, uh, in, 20, in 2009, one of the sickest submissions, it was an inverted triangle choke. That he got submitted, it was in Bellator that he did this. It was like a flying triangle, basically that, that Jorge Masvidal submitted to. But again, you want to embarrass somebody, yeah, you make them tap, or, or you make them, you know, you make them quit, you make them pass out. If Colby Company can do that, um, it would be far more impressive, far more painful for Jorge Masvidal to, to stomach, as opposed to a knockout, which again also would be a bit humiliating because Jorge Masvidal albeit has never been stopped by strikes outside of the last time he just got knocked out by Kamaru Usman and Kobe Cummington is not a power puncher he is a volume striker he's a guy that's going to overwhelm you via TKO or just outpoint you so i guess it would be one and one a submission for sure and then a knockout you know for now back to back knockouts where Jorge Masvidal to suffer mm-hmm. I, I don't know where he goes from here if either of those take place.
0: And if you look at the reverse of that, Masvidal obviously knocking out Covington would be the way for him to go. He does have the fastest knockout in UFC history—that knee to the face that lasted uh, what the uh, five, three seconds? Seconds? five yeah, seconds, five seconds against well, ben it, yeah. I think it took him two seconds to hit the knee, and then when you see him fall the, to the ground, that's another second. And then the ref let him get like two punches in, and then that was it before he could jump. Like he was got two punches in before the ref could even jump on top. And be like, yeah. please. Stop fighting. This guy is knocked out cold.
1: I mean, the sickest thing is that there's video of him preparing that and practicing that prior to the knockout of Ben Askren. Like, mm-hmm. there's video of, like, in like before moments before he walked out to the cage, mm-hmm. he was pre- prepping to do that. I mean, Jorge Manzabral, yeah, I mean, this was. This is a dude that was a journeyman. This is a dude that was, like, good but never great. You know, was basically well-known for being a part of Kimbo Slice's backyard video Mm -hmm. brawls in Miami. But then he went on this run. He went on this run where he, he, he took 16 months off. Then he knocked out Darren Till, a great European fighter in London in his hometown where it was supposed to be Darren Till's comeback fight. But Jorge Masvidal knocks it out. Then he gets into a altercation with another fighter in the post-fight, and that's where the 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 seven cent soda uh, and three piece you know came about. That whole and then he knocks out Ben Askren. Then he wins the BMF title, gets the rock, put that belt around his waist against Nate Diaz. I mean, this guy this guy was an overnight sensation. It was it's crazy. And now he's got another big time fight that's going to generate a. a, a pretty hefty
0: pay-per-view audience just my opinion if covington gets him to uh tap he should have to give up that bmf belt like you, you just have to like that's bragging rights to me that that should go like that should be a belt that's only for grudge matches right the next grudge match gets that belt it should be something like that so when we look at the odds uh, Covington by points here, since he is such a big favorite at minus 340, look at the method of victory here. Covington by points is minus 110, which is a pretty standard bet uh, as far as that goes, as far as the juice is concerned. Covington by knockout is the next shortest at plus 340. And then Masvidal by knockout. And then if you think that he, that Covington is going to try to get Masvidal to tap, Covington by submission is 10-1 to 1 right now. 10-1. to 1. $100 gets you $1,000 back. Eleven well, hundred, technically, but you know what I mean—a thousand dollars. So, to me, that's the like. If you're looking for value, that's the way to go because with with such high emotion, I'm looking at what we just talked about. These guys want to embarrass each other. This isn't just about oh, I beat you. To me, the way the, the animosity has gone back and forth between these two the last few weeks, and the last few months, and the last year or so, like th- it, he wants to embarrass him in front of everyone.
1: See, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Oh, I, I we oh, talked oh. about this last week on the show. Uh, I'm handicapping this fight for Covington to win via decision, so I'm going to lay a, you know, a, a chunk. Of uh, that value at a dollar ten. That, that's mm-hmm. just how Covington fights. He beats guys via decision. He overwhelms them. And granted, he did finish Tyron Woodley. A uh, split between those losses to Kamara Usman. Woodley suffered an injury. He suffered an injury on a takedown. So I don't really in the fifth round mm-hmm. in a, in a fight that Covington was dominating for four rounds. So I don't really consider that a finish, even though it goes down technically as a TKO uh, victory. Prior to that, uh, Covington had not had a finish uh, in his uh, mixed martial arts career since 2016. He's a point fighter, and at the end of the day, Covington needs an opportunity to fight Kamara Usman. Him out again. He still has the, the storyline that he won two rounds out of those three or out of those five. The third round was controversial, so he wants another crack of the championship. He's not going to get that if he loses to Jorge Masvidal, so he has to play it safe, he has to play it smart, he has to, take, you know, uh, avoid the fire that is Jorge Masvidal, and, and win, a, win a fight that I think is going to be actually pretty boring at the end of the day, a five-round unanimous decision. I mean, that's what I see is going to happen. I, I, I hope that it turns into that bloodbath and two guys just want to kill each other, and Masvidal is going to go in for the kill, but I just don't see that being the case. I think Covington's going to fight smart and understand, look, there are... There are rules to this game, and you're not going to get a title shot
0: off of a loss, but you will over it with a dominating win. So uh, the fight to go to the distance, minus 132 under yes, and then you think method of victory, Covington by points at minus 110, and obviously if you just want to lay the big number there, Covington on, on the money line at minus 340, that is that fight. Anything else that we need to know about this fight other than these two guys friggin' hate each other. Uh, the, the, well, yeah, I mean... The, is there more on the line for Covington here than there is for Masvidal? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Covington Covington has put together this fictional character uh, of a guy that's modeled after Conor McGregor and and really, Covington you know, kind of is backing up because he has won fights but, like, he's just rubbed people the wrong way, like, every walk of life. is, You know, mm-hmm. he, he was kicked out of that gym. He's not welcome back at ATT. Uh, women don't like him. But, you know, Brazilians don't like him. Uh, you know, minorities don't don't like him you know but he just finds every single thing to to disrespect um, yet at the end of the day this is all you know whatever this is our culture like we want to see him fight like yeah. people want to see him get his face punched in so they're gonna tune, tune in look I, I think the weigh-ins will be very entertaining I think that the press conference <laughs> uh, it, it will be entertaining as well that I'll certainly tune into that but I, I truly believe at the end of the day it's going to be uh, uh, not uh, fireworks. As people would hope for in the Octagon Saturday night,
0: and we might have a chance to speak with Masvidal later this week. More on that, uh, you know. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Abdallah at one on one zero six three for that info. They're, these guys are making the rounds. It's an ESPN fight. They're going through the rounds, so we've given an opportunity to maybe talk to Masvidal. So we'll we'll post that if we get that chance. So you're going Cummington by decision at minus one ten. Moving on. To obviously the co-main event we talked about, there's really no odds on that right now, as it it's it's officially set, but it's not there's no odds for me. I can't find odds on the next fight, the one that was half canceled and whatever. So we'll move on to Edison Barboza and Bryce Mitchell, two guys that are fighting from two different completely different styles. Barboza likes to go for the knockout, he's got the, the heavy legs where he can kick you and knock you out. Whereas Mitchell likes to finish you by submission, he likes to get on the ground and wrestle. So how do you see? This one playing out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just it just actually depends on whose game plan is, is executed properly. Bryce Mitchell is is one of the next big things. He's unbeaten in mixed martial arts, but this is a guy. That is like, where's he? He's from like Tennessee or, or or somewhere like that, where he's a Brazilian jiu jitsu like black belt. He's from Arkansas, but he's like you know a guy that you wouldn't expect to be mm-hmm. well versed in jiu jitsu and grappling, yet that's what he does and he does it extremely well. He's like submission of the year, uh, you know, candidate award winner, submissions of the month. He, you know, he's done the accolades. So is he going to be able to, to to dictate his his game plan of get this fight to the ground and get a submission versus a guy that's an outstanding kickboxer, outstanding Muay Thai practitioner, the kick knockout that he had of Terry Adam in his UFC debut, or maybe it was his second fight. Highlight reel for sure. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Terry Adam knockout. You'll absolutely uh, you'll love it. You know, go back and watch those 30 seconds. He's got great takedown defense, and still at 34, 35 years of age. He's a factor. Now, he did get knocked out his last time out against G- Gigi Kakazi, who is, you know, a, a guy that uh, UFC is extremely high on. And it's, it's kind of like gatekeeper role now for Edson Barbosa. Uh, I think Bryce Mitchell should be favored in this fight. I think that definitely he's going to have the advantage to pressure uh, Edson Barbosa. Uh, avoid the serious knockouts and Edson Barbosa has to come to pressure over time you know, Habib Nurmagomedov was able to do that uh, against him, Chikazi was able to do that against him, and you gotta look for Bryce Mitchell, but probably inside the second or third round I think it's definitely gonna go over one and a half I just don't think that that's gonna be the recipe that Edson Barbosa is gonna be able to be successful, so Bryce Mitchell, execute his game plan, likely gets either a a unanimous decision or a late finish against uh, you know the former uh, Brazilian striker.
0: So Mitchell right now on the money line is minus 158 if you want to go by method of victory. uh, Mitchell to win by submission is plus 225. Mitchell to win by decision also plus Two twenty-five, and then the next one, Barboza to win by knockout is plus three hundred. Is there a prop for
1: uh, Mitchell
0: via TKO or knockout? Yes, there is. That's nine to one.
1: Nine to one. Okay, because he hasn't—he's never finished anybody like that. He's got fourteen wins in his mixed martial arts career and nine submission wins. So it's—it's it's all likely that he's going to look to lock up an arm, you know, get a get a rear naked choke. And Barboza has tapped. Barboza has been submitted before in his, in his mixed martial arts career.
0: If you think Barboza can land that knockout punch or kick, he's three to one right now. Again, like you mentioned, with the submission. He's 20-1 to one to win by submission. The guy just does not uh, like to go to the ground. And then Barboza, by decision, is plus 450. If you're looking at the round totals, you said over 1.5. I'm looking at 2.5 right now, too, over 2.5 at minus 110. So the oddsmakers do believe that this is most likely going to go close to the distance or at least into the second round and deep into that second round. But you're thinking Mitchell by submission here is he's, you know, when these guys go for those knockout punches, they leave themselves open occasionally. And if Mitchell can take it, Advantage of that, he can get Barboza to the ground and get him to tap or just, you know, kind of sit on him and and win that way. Yeah, he's going to have to overwhelm him because, uh, you know, thinking about it, has struggle with guys that have been
1: successful on the feet with pressure and then get the fight to the ground. Mitchell's I don't think, has that skill set to be able to be effective uh, from a standing position. He's just going to have to get the fight to the ground and get it early. So control Barboza and Barboza's, you know, a, a thick Customer. He's got great leg kicks. He's a great athlete despite the age. So I think that you have to, you know, con- consider the fact that this is the toughest test, a big step up in competition for Bryce Mitchell. But I still
0: like him. I think he's special and I think he gets it done. And then if we go to the next fight, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Now, if Kevin, do you want to fight Kevin Holland? If I could fight. Kevin Holland, we just, you know, go on Instagram, slide into his DMs, talk some trash. I know, no. That's, that's what he that's what he does though, right? Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he, he invites just invites to guys to his gym and says, yeah. Hey, you wanna spar you wanna talk trash? Come spar with me and be my sparring partner and I'll put you down. Now that's a problem because you know, guys like you and me could challenge him and we'll get our ass kicked. But for him, also, like that's not a good sparring partner. That's not how you prepare for a fight right no it's not but it's probably better than Alex Oliveira
1: who spends his probably training camps or outside of training camps having children he has 10 kids <laughs>
0: And, and just, riding, he's a former bull rider, too, and a right? rider he's right, yeah. He, he rides bulls, too, but not like,
1: like, not with 10 kids, not the problem with big families, but but no. kids with not like uh, with the same woman, you yeah, know? with a lot of different, it's, uh, what's, the, what's was different. that NFL player that has like eight kids with like eight oh, different, man. yeah, but I remember
0: that. Tired. I don't know, I know saying. you're tired, about yeah, that. He, yeah, yeah. So Kevin Holland here, the big favorite at minus 300, uh, Alex Oliveira at plus 235 right now. If you're looking at method of victory, Kevin Holland to win by knockout, he is the knockout king at plus 110, uh, and And then if you look at anything else shorter than that, it's Kevin Holland to win by decision at plus 240. How do you see this one? I'm thinking, I mean, the odds makers are saying uh, Kevin Holland by knockout here.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know if I agree with on the knockout standpoint. I think that Kevin Holland should be the favorite because, you know, he's going to be able to match athleticism with Alex Oliveira. Likely match, you know, at least the speed and the pace. That that the fight goes, uh, you know, early on in the first round, and he's going to have a tremendous grappling uh, advantage o- over. Alex Oliveira, and that's where he's going to have to get this fight to the ground. I'm not going to lay three dollars for Kevin Holland to win, so I'm probably going to look for a, a decision prop. I like the over at $1.75 I I feel comfortable laying that because Alex Oliveira is going to have to probably get a knockout in the first round. Kevin Holland's a guy that's probably going to frustrate Alex Oliveira because he does a lot of trash talking, but people got to remind too, remember too that Kevin Holland is one of those guys that really benefited from the COVID year. He was able to fight five times in 2021. That's a record for the UFC to have that many fights, and he was, you know, uh, uh, on the rise. But now he's returning back down to welterweight after uh, that long stay at middleweight. So uh, I think right now, certainly not a lot of value in Kevin Holland. I don't agree on the knockout. I, I think just you know him to, to win via decision, probably a little bit more likely. But I'll take the over at one and a half for sure.
0: Oliveira, like uh, you mentioned, he's on a three-fight losing streak, so he's kind of desperate for a win here. Kevin Holland just. Talks a bunch of trash and fights his haters. Like, the, I, look, look, to be fair, respect to that, right? Like, if you can legit fight your haters, like, if you can legit fight the trolls on Twitter, I mean, more power to you, right? And I think he's
1: gaining popularity. I mean, yeah. if that troll is going to come out and, and, and get spar with him at his gym, get finished, probably going to follow him in his next fight, wouldn't, wouldn't you not? I mean, that could hold a grudge after a guy, you know, like, offered to, to
0: talk trash to you. come Let's work this out. And then, uh, you know, Kevin Howland shows how uh, great he is. And then, if you look to the uh, final fight on the main card, or the first fight on the main card, Sergey Spivak against Greg Hardy, one of the most polarizing fighters. In the UFC, people really, really hate this guy. Yeah, like really hate this guy. But his fights are fun because he comes out swinging. He wants to knock you out. His his opponents usually like want to knock him out as well if they can, or get him to submit. Right now, Spivak is a, a huge favorite at minus one ninety five. Uh, Greg Hardy at plus one sixty five. If you think Greg Hardy can land one of those punches, you can get him by knockout at 3-1 to one at plus 300 right now, but it doesn't look like uh, the odds makers are in his favor right now. Yeah, you know, they, they certainly shouldn't be because, you know,
1: I, I'm going to lean Spivak here, mm-hmm. but he's going to have to get a takedown. He's not going to be able uh, to want to to be on the feet with Greg Hardy because Greg Hardy can easily put his his lights out. So Spivak's not going to risk that. And Greg Hardy has shown sound takedown defense uh, in his UFC, and mixed martial arts career. The problem is if the fight does get to the ground, the likelihood is that Greg Hardy is, is, is not getting up. But here's the thing. I mean, Greg Hardy has struggled uh, against guys that are better fighters. Tai Tuivasa knocked mm-hmm. him out. We just saw what Tai Tuivasa did to Derek Lewis, also predicted here on the Unnamed MMA podcast. Uh, Marcin Tybura, Alexander Volkov, all guys uh, you know beat Greg Hardy and all guys that were not intimidated by Greg Hardy. Sergey Spivak does not strike me as someone that wouldn't be intimidated. I think there might be a little bit of hesitation because of what Greg Hardy is able to do. And it might frustrate people out there to learn, uh, for those that have feelings about Greg Hardy. From what I understand, during his early, you know, introduction to UFC and MMA, like, he spent the time. Like, he spent the time in the gym. He worked at it. He was beat up. You know, this was when he was at ATT. Like, he was, Mm -hmm. like, treated like, you know... One of those amateur fighters, Mm -hmm. and no one cared about his history as in the NFL or his history off the field. Like, and he worked at it. And look, he shows his athleticism. Like he shows that he is a scary fighter for about a round and a half. So the lean on speed back, but that's dependent upon if he can get some takedowns. Two twenty five likely too big of a price. So I might actually lean on the under. I might lean on the under thinking that Greg Hardy's going to have enough athleticism, enough takedown defense to get something done. Or if he's not, he's going to throw himself off balance, get taken down, and then mm-hmm. Spivak gets the finish.
0: So if you're looking at that under one and a half, that's plus 115. So you're getting plus money on that. So that's good value for that. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Like watching some of his fights, he he likes to go for the knockout. And that can, like we mentioned with, with Barboza, that can leave you – vulnerable to takedowns or if you fall off balance and grab someone grabs a leg or they go you know they can duck underneath you and so you're right like if you try to go in full bore and go in for that knockout punch you leave yourself open, and that's something that could, you know, not only Barboza and and Hardy are uh, are uh, suspect to that, but Jorge Masvidal as well. Like all those guys are going for the knockout, and they might find themselves in some trouble if they get caught on the ground wrestling or in a in a hold or something like that.
1: Absolutely, I mean that that's a scenario that's going to take place. And look, and I'll and I'll look at Speedvex's history a little bit too. Like he was overwhelmed in fights against Tom Aspinall and and Walt Harris, guys that are great athletes and knockout punchers, just like you know a guy like Greg Hardy. So uh, I, I certainly I'm going to look at Greg Hardy to possibly play uh, him when I haven't played him the, the previous couple of times. And, uh, you know, he's been knocked out for his efforts.
0: Anything on the undercard that grabs your attention uh, into this UFC 272? Uh, you know, I, I
1: really like Devontae Smith uh, against Ludwig Klein. I think that Devontae Smith just being the better athlete, better knockout puncher. Klein's taking this fight on short notice. I think you can get uh, Smith right now at seventy five, and the under at plus 135. I think. He's either going to knock him out or Klein's going to knock out Smith. So, small play on Smith and the under uh, one
0: and a half. Both, right. uh, and the under one and a half, I think, is plus money. All right. And then again, like, I'm so excited for this fight just because I feel like, yeah, when two guys meet up and then one wants a bell, like, that's fine and everything, but these guys... And Covington and Masvidal hate each other so much that like it's the build-up to this fight is huge. I feel like there's been more excitement around these two guys being matched up than there has been some of the title fights the last few UFC pay-per-views. Everybody
1: loves a grudge. Everybody loves a little bit of animosity between guys, whether it's manufactured or not. This is actually, you know, there, there's realism to it. And like, all the videos that you're seeing of them interacting with each other as friends, as training partners... On the come up, and now they just cannot stand uh, one another. And look, it, it's it's a bigger fight for sure for Covington because Masvidal's got other ventures, like you know he's got a tequila or a mezcal. Uh, you know he's got he's got he's got an MMA or a promotion uh, or bare knuckle promotion that I believe he's promoting right now. He's likely got a future in, in, in maybe video TV. Uh, Colby Covington is an MMA fighter, and that's it. Like, that's all he's going to do. So mm-hmm. he loses this high-profile high, high profile fight. Uh, that could be all she wrote for him.
0: So for the big fight, the main event, you're going Covington by decision at minus 110. Do you have a knockout pick of the week? It's early. It's only Tuesday. There's a lot of time between now and Saturday. But if you had to pick one thing, one for-sure bet one knockout pick. What are you going with?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Umar Nurmagomedov to, to defeat Brian Kelleher. Uh, I love Brian Kelleher. He's a great, entertaining fighter. Nicknamed Boom. Smokes weed in his uh, lead-up to his uh, pre-fight videos. But Umar, Umar Nurmagomedov. obviously you know the, the last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very good combination between kickboxing and wrestling. He's unbeaten at 13-0. and 0. Uh, I think that he gets the win, but I think he's going to get, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go finish or not. He's just going to get the win. He's a huge, I mean, he's a huge favorite, so I I should do something a little
0: bit more on that. Um, early lean on the over in that fight at two and a half. Okay. All right, so that is UFC 272. We might have something for you a little bit later in the week, so make sure you follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Follow Jordan on Twitter at Woodon1063. Head to FatJackSports.com for all of his picks. Those are posted on Friday, but make sure you head to FatJackSports.com in general. March Madness is coming up. There's college basketball every single day. There's NBA games and NHL games every single day. Hopefully we get a baseball announcement here soon, and there'll be baseball picks coming up here in a month. But make sure you check out FatJackSports.com. Check out Jordan on Vizen and on FatJackSports.com. And make sure you tune in for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast.